It's Tuesday the 7th of March and welcome to Afternoon Sport. You're with me, Catherine Alcorn, and I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. Hello, Shane. How are we today? Kath, we well? We are well. We are well. I'm I'm busy packing. I'm Ooh. hitting the high seas tomorrow morning. I'm I'm flying up to Cairns and then jumping on a, a ship. Don't call it a boat, <laughs> mate. I've learned the hard way. Right. Don't call it a boat. I've I've got to get my ship together, and we're we're uh, sailing from Cairns down to Brisbane on P and O. I'm on there this week performing my Bet Midler show, so that's fun. Have you ever been cruising, Shane? I have. I mean, on a ship. Yeah, we used to cruise up and down the the, the main <laughs> street of Oak Flats when I first got my license, but that's a different story. Ah, um, oh, the lappers. I remember yeah, them. Did, did a few manies, but um, I uh, I did. I went on the 2007 Cricket World Cup uh, with my good mate Nick Grover, and he worked for his dad at Gulliver Sports Travel. So we decided to take a tour group over there, and I told my then pregnant wife at the time that it was a good thing to do. It was only um, 16 days, and I was getting paid about 10 grand to go on the trip. So I thought it'd be good we could buy some stuff for the for the new for the new kid. Well, it turned out to be tw- it turned out to be 21 days, and I came home with minus seven thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> But fuck, it was a good trip. (laughs) (laughs) That baby went without a crib for a few months. It it, it, it did. It did. (laughs) Oh, dear. Well, today on the show we'll be talking (laughs) cricket, tennis, the world game, NRL, AFL and more. Stay with us. Afternoon sport. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. We're going to kick off with cricket and sad news for Australian captain Pat Cummins, who's ruled himself out of the fourth test in India. His mum's now in palliative care. It's very sad for him and the team, Shane. Yeah, look, I'm not surprised and it's the right thing to do. Pat should be with his mum at this time. Um, we've, we all know we've, we've, we've already lost the Border Gavaskar trophy. We're down 2-1. The boys did really well last game to win in just over two days um, and they're playing well, but... Uh, yeah, there are more more important things than, than a cricket match and uh, to be with your mum in a time of need uh, is the most important thing, I think. Absolutely. Family first. Sending all our love to Pat yep. and his family. Yep. I don't know about you, Shano, but I am a test purist and this smells mm. a bit like the LIV golf. Is Tubby the new Greg Norman of test cricket? Mark Taylor petitions for four-day test matches to protect the future of the long-form game. What do you reckon? Well, I'm a bit of a purist as well, I, and I, I think that we, this, things get changed so much these days and, mm. and we live in a fast-paced world, and I think tradition, we should try and keep some sort of traditions. Um, what he's talking about is that the way that England are playing at the moment under Brendan McCullum, Baz Ball, and they're playing an v- aggressive style of cricket, um, yeah, that they could finish the games in a in a shorter shorter format, um, but I I don't know. I think it's nice to have that extra day there. Um, but he's sort of saying play four days, have sort of three off uh, over the week, then you, then you start another test match again. So it sort of fits scheduling in a lot easier. The problem is that you've got South Africa now requesting to actually play less test matches mm. um, for the first time because they're obviously not getting crowds. They're not not getting the um, probably the the broadcast dollars for test matches in in South Africa, um, and so it's a real push to you know T Twenty and, and and a shorter version of the game. So it's a bit sad. Oh, I'd love to see the tradition continue personally. 
Well, look at the recent NZ versus England test. You know, it came down mm. the fifth day by one ball, you know, plus you've got to factor yep. in weather. There are lots of things to consider. I think you're right. I think keeping that tradition and um, maybe Tubby just wants to get back to his Fujitsu air-conditioned change room a little <laughs> bit quicker. He wants to go fishing. Yeah, he wants to go fishing. <laughs> well, Bangladesh versus England, the third men's cricket one-day international. What's happening? A really good win by Bangladesh to, to beat England. Um, they haven't done that too many times in the history of those two countries playing against each other. Uh, Bangladesh scored 246. England can only manage 196. And the, the star of the match was the Bangladeshian um, Shakib Al-Hassan, who scored 75 runs off only 71 balls and also took and took four for 35 so a great match from by him that's incredible yeah moving over to tennis now shano this is a bit over the top of it djokovic has pulled out of the indian wells masters amid a u.s visa row he can't get over the wall mate they won't let him in because of his vaccination (laughs) status what do you reckon like the mexicans just walk around it no um look look the, the problem is is that um, you have to be vaccinated to get into the US and uh, when they say he's pulled out here in this article, I just don't think, I think he's just been rejected um, and he hasn't even tried. He's been through this whole thing before, particularly over here in Australia. Yeah. So he's not going to try, try and sort of get in under special exemption. They're pretty, they're pretty strict and um, you've got to give it to Novak. Like this guy could be winning at 35 years of age, he could be winning a lot more tournaments and uh, if he just got vaccinated, but he's true to his own word, this guy. And we're talking world game now. Eric Tan Hag has accused Man U of unprofessionalism after they endured a humiliating and historic 7-0 defeat at their arch rivals, Liverpool. Yeah, the local derby. This is the biggest ever loss uh, by um, uh, Man U to Liverpool, 7-0. It was embarrassing, actually, mm. and they, they, they just almost gave up. And I have to agree with the coach there. They did look very unprofessional. The positive out of the game was uh, Mohamed Salah for Liverpool scored, who scored two goals on the day. He's become the highest goal scorer for Liverpool during, uh, in the Premier League era. So it's a huge effort from him. He's still pretty young as well, so he's going to score a lot more. He's got a big future ahead of him. Yeah. Arsenal's Matildas duo Steph Cately and Caitlin Ford defeat Sam Kerr's Chelsea in the Women's League Cup final. Yes, this is awesome. Two, uh, three Australian girls, Matildas all playing over there in the final. Um, Arsenal getting the getting the chocolates there, uh, winning three <laughs> one. Chelsea scored Chelsea scored first with uh, Sam Kerr, um, but then it was three unanswered goals by um, Arsenal to win three one. So yeah, Steph uh, Catley and uh, Caitlin Ford are premiers. Well done, girls. Well done, girls. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to (laughs) get. Stay with us because after this short break, we'll be talking AFL, NRL and more. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one-stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters, build fast sports multis, and play same-game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian-owned. The only betting app you need is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. Okay, over to AFL now. Your Swannies, Shano. The Swans have unearthed a freak talent and what we have learned about every team. Yeah, well, the Swannies looked really good. We spoke about it yesterday. I thought they were outstanding. Um, I just don't know whether Carlton. 
I don't, I don't, I just don't know whether Carlton are that bad or we're that good, but I think I think looks pretty good. After the, uh, these two uh, preseason games, I've sort of I've just sort of picked out four teams here that I want to sort of discuss and talk about. Sure. Um, to me, for me, the Crows. Um, they, they're looking pretty good, but they're pitting their hopes on key forward Darcy Fogarty. Um, he looked fantastic against West Coast. He kicked four goals, um, two behinds, but really, really good in the air. Um, so you don't see a lot of full forwards these days really leaping high, um, and he's doing that. So it's going to be great to watch this year. I'm going to call it early. I think the Brisbane Lions will be the premiership, will win the premiership this year. They looked unbelievable, and to beat Geelong, last year's premiers, but they've got answers all around the ground. Uh, Josh Dunkley got 31 disposals. Will Ashford, 26 disposals. And they had the two best on balls, I think, in a competition in Lockie Neal uh, and Hugh McCluggage. Um, they look fantastic. Um, little mention over, over there in the, uh, in the West. Uh, Frio defeated the Dockers. And Frio can be a good team, but it's all around... They're based around their their, their, their superstar, um, Nate Fife, who's a two-time Brownlow medalist. When he's not injured, which he's not now, and playing well, which he did on, on the weekend, three goals and about 14 disposals, uh, the Frio are, are really, they'll be a tough team to beat, but unfortunately he keeps getting injured. And then Melbourne, the team that sort of won two years ago and sort of had an okay year last year, they're trialling something really different. Um, it's a real bold move with two Ruckman uh, in Max Gorn and Brody Grundy. Um, and they're tipping this is going to be the biggest headache for most teams this year. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to watch those two big men in the middle to win the early ball and get get hopefully get uh, the ball down the ground for the, for the Melbourne team. So that, that's my little sort of summary from the preseason. Place your bets, listeners. Yes. Place your bets. Place your bets. Well, Lipinski's going to miss the first half of the AFL season after shoulder surgery, and it's his second in six months. Yeah, this is not good. Uh, it's not. You often see you often see AFL players with their shoulders strapped because when they go up to take the mark, your arms and your and your shoulders are in the most um, unstable position, and you get knocked, you can dislocate your shoulder. Well, that happened to him six months ago, and that same shoulder has been dislocated again. Not not a good sign for a young guy. Um, yeah, he needs to really get this right, get it strong before he comes back. If it happens a third time, it could be career ending. Oh dear. Mm. Over to NRL. The photo reveals a gruesome extent of Cameron Munster's injury. Did you see this? It was horrific. <laughs> and, he, and he went back on in the second half to win the game for them. What a monster. What a monster. And how tough is he like that? That would scare a dog off its leash. It was, oh, it was disgusting, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> Bones popping oh, out of everywhere, my yeah, God. Yeah, oh, if, you, if you haven't seen it, go online and check it out. It looked horrible. Um, but yeah, he's, 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 I don't know if he's dumb or he's really super tough, but uh, to go back on with that must have, must have been a lot of pain. So three weeks, I reckon he'll be back. Parramatta star hits back as contract standoff continues. Well, this is ridiculous because Mitchell Moses, um, look, Parramatta made the grand final last year. He had a fantastic year. There's no, it's no, um, it's no secret that Balmain are trying to get him over there and offer him a lot more money, but on a five-year deal, where Parramatta's only offered him four, and he's sort of hanging off. He wants to get that extra year with Parramatta, and I think he'll sign. But, yeah, we're already in the round one, and after the loss, the journalist asked him, why haven't you signed yet? And he sort of pushed back pretty hard. And he, and he obviously clearly wants to get the best deal for himself, but come on, get it sorted so you can get on with the season. I tell you what, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be stepping onto the field without my contract signed. I don't step into a venue mm. without, you know, the deposit paid yeah, and everything, the bottom... Yep. Signed off on the bottom line. Yeah. Jordan Rapana and Wade Graham are facing lengthy bans after brutal Saturday clashes. 
Well, yeah, so uh, they can both take an early plea, which will be instant three-week suspension. But Rapana, that was a stupid... He did a shoulder charge. Like, come on, mate. You know you can't do that in this day and age. Um, Why do they do it? Well, I don't know. It's an ego thing, I think, half the time. But, um, you know, sometimes... Ego I th- and adrenaline can yeah, be a bad mix. Can't, yeah, and, and Graham was just... He was almost a bit sort of... It was a lazy sort of tackle, um, careless tackle, if you've... Now, for a better word, uh, on South uh, Davy Moali, um, I, I think I think Graham will. Uh, this is his first sort of um, uh, real real issue, so I think he'll be okay. But I think Rapana could go if he appeals it. He could go for five weeks. So I'd be taking the early plea if I was him. Well, they're both up for a few thousand bucks yeah. as well, but with an early plea that can be reduced. So let's see what they do. Yeah, exactly. Shano, that's it for Afternoon Sport today. Mm-hmm. Make sure all you listeners out there hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. And a big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, fantastic corporate bookmakers, Elite Bet. Go and download the app and check them out there. Uh fantastic guys and a really really good app to to have a bet on and thank you of course to our wonderful producer dan McHugh. we hope you feel better mate and we'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport we'll see you then guys take care thanks for listening to afternoon sport if you enjoyed the show why not check out one of our other podcasts like the building resilience podcast noel allnup the ceo of securo explores the minds of world-class performers in order to deconstruct their life tools and ethos that can help us create growth and optimise business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com. Afternoon sport.